This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Welcome, Second Winders, to the podcast. And if it's your first time, welcome. And if you've been following, I've got a surprise for you. I am bringing back Nikki Braffman. She is a podcaster herself of the Bridge Work Podcast. She is a leading manifestation and human design expert. I would suggest you go listen to the original podcast we did on March 9th. And it really explains what she does, how she helps people, and given their charts, their numbers, all these things in human design that she understands. And today, what we're going to talk about is where manifestation is going awry. (laughs) Um, Because I was just at a conference in Florida with all these powerful, wonderful women, and there was a lot of the the terminology floating in the air, alignment, you got to be in alignment and you've got to manifest. And I was just like, okay, does anybody really know what that means? Other than sitting there and saying, okay, I'm a powerful person. I'm manifesting that I'm going to get the next big gig or the next, I'm going to get the next 10,000 followers. But what Nikki is sharing, which some, some manifestation experts that you hear about out there may not be sharing is that you actually have to do a lot of soul work first to find out what it is you really do want and need. And that's where we're going to pick up today with Nikki. So welcome to the podcast, Nikki. Thanks so much for having me, Wendy. I love being here. Oh, thank you so much. And, and poor, poor Nikki is in the throes of early pregnancy. <laughs> she actually feels good today. So that's, that's, that's helpful. Today's a great day. Today's a great day. <laughs> so Nikki, tell us a little bit about, since we spoke last in March, what have you been seeing in your work, in your practice? Cause that, you know, we were coming and we weren't really coming out of the pandemic yet, but we have been sort of teetering on out of it. And now there's, there's talk about coming back in it. And just so everyone knows, we're recording this in the beginning of August of 2021. Yeah. I, so I founded the school of manifestation in December of 2020. uh, And I saw this just need for community, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and all of us are virtually hanging out on zoom, but a depth of community that was really necessary, mostly for women Um, who were looking to build a life outside of the one that they had. And that's personally my definition of manifestation. It's not like snapping your fingers. It's not super witchy. It's basically living a life that you actually want to live, right? Mm -hmm. That's the simplest version of it. 
And the thing that I think manifestation culture gets wrong, and I think you saw elements of that when you hear everybody kind of saying, oh, I'm going to manifest this or alignment. Um, I spend far too much time on Instagram. So (laughs) in the echo chamber that I live in, in Instagram, where everything is manifestation and alignment. One thing I think people really get wrong is this idea that if we wish for it, or if we follow someone else's model, the way that they got rich or got healthy or got Mm -hmm. whatever they wanted, right? This idea of this sort of cheapened idea of manifestation, Mm -hmm. then we'll be able to do it too. And all we need to do is buy in and buy their program and buy their method and buy their services and coaching. And what inevitably happens and what I've seen happen and I've heard happen from my clients who have sort of moved into um, my sphere uh, is that it didn't work. And what happened there was they felt a deep sense of failure. And this happened for me too, right? I built this out of my own needing. I built this because I wanted a community where I could do this work because it wasn't fun to do this work alone. It was deep, deep, deep soul work. And it was work that wasn't happening in my immediate physical community, you know, the limited one that existed during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that there is no one size fits all program method for everybody, right? We are all 100% unique beings with unique energetic styles and cadences and needs. And each each one of us has also, on top of having a unique sort of energetic blueprint, which is what we talk about in human design and what we talked about on our last episode, we also have had 100% different lived experiences. I get a really cool lens on this because I have twin brothers who were born six minutes apart and have the exact same design and are totally different people. So our whole beings, right, if we look at it through the lens of human design, are our designs and our energetic cadences and our blueprint, but are also the experiences we've gone through through life. And so to have someone, I almost like laugh. It made first it made me really angry and I was just pissed off all the time. <laughs> and now I just like crack up at it. But the idea that one person could sell you a method that actually would work for you based on everything and only the methods that worked for them is ludicrous. Right. And so, what we're doing when we buy from specific methodologies or people where we try to just emulate everything that they've done in order for them to get, you know, that they've gotten success with, is we're setting ourselves up for failure because we basically get to the end of that and we're like, well, it didn't work for me. I don't have the flat abs or the Lamborghini that I set out to have before this program started. Right. Right. And instead of saying, oh, the program failed me. Our tendency is to say, I failed the program, right? And it's the same way, like I see this with women all the time mm-hmm. when we're in the, like we're in the dressing room, right? Trying on a new dress and we put on the dress. It doesn't fit. First of all, it was not made for us. It was made for like a specific version of whatever size you are. Mm-hmm. It wasn't particularly made for you. And we put, we go to the dressing room and we put on that dress and we're like, oh, this sucks. I bet if I was a little skinnier right. or a little more tone, this dress would be perfect for me. And sometimes we go buy it with the aspirations that will become that oh instead gosh, of like yeah. saying, no, no, this dress failed me. It does not suit me. And owning that we are individual, magnificent beings that have individual and magnificent needs. And so that's really about 
that's what I teach in the school of manifestation. I teach like how to step into that individuality and how to filter right through this lens and this world and this manifestation culture. That's to be perfectly honest, very toxic, Mm. how to choose what's good for you and how to leave what's not and having the permission to do so, which so many of us never get is really eye-opening for many. Gosh, toxic. That's so interesting you use that word because it seems like if, if we're all out there manifesting, uh, the world would be a better place. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And being in alignment and you're using the word toxic. And is that based on the idea that there's people out there selling programs that worked for them, but because of our human design, that isn't the right program for us. Just like that dress isn't really going to fit us. I don't have a chest. So if there's a big, if it's a dress with a very low cut, it's not going to fit me, but I shouldn't be like, oh, you know, there's something wrong with me that I don't have boobs to fill up the dress. For sure. Like, I think inherently that is a big part of it. I think the other place is how we are choosing to manifest. So traditional manifestation culture that we're seeing in these like echo chambers on Instagram and in wellness festivals, and, Mm -hmm. and all of us are kind of talking about of oh my gosh, this magic thing I've just discovered. And if I snap my fingers and do these eight things every morning for the rest of my life, I'll get whatever I want, which I think we all know is really not going to happen. The problem is that the the fallacy exists in the beginning of the process, which is when when someone says, okay, hey, Wendy, what do you want to manifest? Your first inclination is to look around and peer around at your neighbors and your competition and your Instagram feed and say, hmm, what is it that I don't have that everybody else has that I want to manifest? Interesting. is inherently the fallacy and the toxic, where the toxicity begins, where we really want to be. And this is why I think human design is an incredible tool for manifestation is in the delta between how we're currently living our life and the ability to live our life in a deeper sense of flow, right? Either more akin to our human design or more unapologetically us and not kind of what our society and our families and everybody else are used to us being and living in that particular way. And the delta between that, right? Where I am and where I want to go, which is why my podcast is called Bridge Work. I call that uh-huh. Bridge Work. And so if manifestation starts between where I am and where I want to go on my individualistic, personal, unique journey, we aren't playing the game of, well, my neighbor has this car and my neighbor just got liposuction and my neighbor fits into the dress that I wanted to wear, but can't because I don't have boobs, right? Or whatever the, right, the, right, right. the way that we're taught to think. And so when we do that, it's just such a more innate, natural nourishing experience than to basically just constantly be looking all around us and saying, what do they have that I don't? Because here's the thing, even if, right, for a moment, let's pretend that there is out there a a magical formula for manifestation. And if you snap your fingers three times, and if you twirl around, if you hop on one leg, you're going to be able to manifest exactly what you want. If you're manifesting from a place of lack, from a place of those people have what I want and I'm going to figure out how to get it. You will always have to do that work. (laughs) It will never end because there will always be things out there that other people have that you don't. Mm -hmm. And especially in a world where 
that is the way we're advertised to where we're only being shown the highlight reel, right? Of people's lives on, on social media and on Instagram and all of these things, it's endless. So you're never going to be happy in that particular brand of, of manifestation, which is why, you know, I talk about traditional manifestation culture is very toxic versus, right? When we come to a place where we're saying, okay, I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to stay in my own swim lane. I'm going to figure out what it's, what's important for me. And sometimes those things are the case, right? Whether it is a health journey or whether it is an abundance journey, right? I'm not saying that wanting to manifest health or money, million dollars. Or mil- you know, it's not wrong yeah, by all right, means. Right. Um, it's just the, the intention behind why, and the intention will eventually dictate your satisfaction with it. Uh, and that's really where I'd say my brand of manifestation is a little bit different. And I'll tell you what, when you're, when you were speaking, I was thinking about what you were saying in that, you know, it's very easy. And, and even me, and I, I feel like I'm kind of exposed to all this stuff and I've learned from you and learned from other people that have been on the podcast. Like I should know better, but man, is it easy to sit there and hear other people and what they offer and say, here, here's my $3,000. Here's my $500. Here's okay. this, here's that. Let me sign up for this. And you, you go and you, you listen, you get on Facebook, you get on Instagram, you go to these conferences, you do whatever you feel great while you're there. And you're like, yes, sign me up for all this stuff to get me to where I think I want to be. And you disrupt that by saying, well, let's figure out what it is you really want, because what you think you want versus what you really need may be two different things. A hundred percent. And we do that. I mean, in the school of manifestation, every single person who comes in and starts and starts their process inevitably changes yeah, what so they're take coming a, in to do. Yeah. So take us through that process because I'm sure there's women and everyone who's sitting there listening to this podcast right now, like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, I listened to this person and I was like, yeah, sign me up. And I, I want that. I, I want to be able to do that. And it, she makes it sound, or he makes it sound so simple and I'll get some, I'll learn about some crystals and I'll learn <laughs> about, you know, some herbs and I'll learn about this stuff and the, and the moons and all that has something to do with it, but it's how you're putting it together with us doing some work. Yes. And I look, I love crystals and I love my herbs and I love my adaptogens, right? I'm all for, and I love doing everything, you know, even in, in school of manifestation, we also, we work in the cadence of the moon cycle. So I'm not, right. you know, throwing traditional woo woo out the door. It's just really about this idea that you know, we talked about this on our first podcast, but we mm-hmm. manifest from our subconscious mind and our subconscious right. mind is generally formed by the age of our eight years old. And mm-hmm. all of our experiences between zero and eight inform that and really write the code, like you would have code on your phone or your computer um, of how we will live the rest of our lives. Right. And some of us had horrifying childhoods and some of us had beautiful childhoods. And it doesn't matter. There's still subconscious limiting beliefs and subconscious programming that doesn't quite work for us. And so going into that subconscious and rewiring it to work for us, to take beliefs that worked for us as children to keep us safe and loved that no longer work for us as adults and being able to change that. And that's one of the pillars of School of Manifestation. So we have a four-step process. The first step is assess, right? Who the heck am I? Who am I? What do I need? And we talk a lot about human design in that particular 
week of the month and in, the, in those modules of what do I really need? And so many of us have been going and going and going and doing, doing, doing and serving so many other people that we've defined ourselves by the title that we have on LinkedIn or how many children we have or our children's mm-hmm. accomplishments and their accolades. Right, right. We don't define ourselves by what we need. We've, we really lost ourselves. So we explore via human design, you know, who are we and what do we need? What is that delta, right? That we've been talking about the delta. So are you using the, yeah. Are you using the chart system then? Are yeah. you, are mm-hmm. you, I look at people's charts. I okay. kind of, you know, I have this big monitor and I pull up, you know, during that session, pull up everybody's charts. Um, and we just kind of assess and we say like, what's going on? How do we feel? What do we want to manifest? And if someone tells me, well, I really want to be healthy and I want to manifest working out every day and waking up at 5 a.m. and working out every day. And if I see something in their chart that would indicate to me that they are not meant to have consistent energetics, Mm -hmm. I would say, let's reconsider that, right? Where does that come from, right? Does that come from a super capitalistic system that says the only way to be successful is to be consistent? Or it's people they've seen that have done that and are successful and that's what they do every morning. Oh, well, if I do that every morning. Modeling, yeah. Right. Exactly. So so we, we assess it that way. Right. And we say like, I don't know if that's really a goal that is, and I'm, I, I'm pretty come from the school of hard love and hard truth. And I'll say to you right away that where does that come from? Right. Does that come from a need to please others? Does that come from a need to prove yourself? Um, and, and I often can kind of see that through what's going on in their design wow. and what they're asking to really manifest. So that's the first step, right? Assessment. Where am I? (laughs) Where am I in? And none of us, right? None of us will ever a hundred percent be living in our 100% flow of design all the time, right? I've been at this for years. I'm nowhere near that, but I know when I'm stepping out of line and I know how to get myself back. Oh, you can feel it, right? Right. I know when I, Oh, I'm out of alignment. Okay. That's why things feel wonky. Yeah. And then I can pull myself back in and it doesn't have to be this whole psychological story about me being good or bad or successful or a failure or disappointing people. It's just me living Mm -hmm. my life and living a little bit in and living a little bit out of alignment. So we start with that, right? We start with assessment Mm -hmm. and then we move into alignment, right? The idea, and this kind of continues that conversation a little bit, but the idea of is what I'm looking to manifest right now in actual alignment with my current lifestyle and my current life and who I am. And this is where we get into sort of like, is this realistic, right? So if someone looks at me and says, I want to manifest a million dollars in the next month, I would say, I hear you and I applaud your excitement um, and your sort of depth of wanting. And I believe that abundance is there for you. To what degree do you think this is really realistic in the next month? Um, And then we kind of can pull back. And if they say, well, you know, my business is currently doing $800,000. And so I think we could probably get to a million. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Right. Right. That feels aligned. But if they're like my business or my, you know, I'm currently bringing in, you know, $20,000 in the last few months. And you're like, well, let's see how we're going to really get there. And, and so having that kind of sense of like, okay, let's set a benchmark. Let's set a place where we can really work from. The other thing is, you know, let's say someone's saying something like, I want to manifest a partner, right? And they say, well, I don't like going on apps and it's the middle of the pandemic and I, don't, I haven't left my house. 
and I'm not vaccinated. Well, I say, well, is that, is that really <laughs> within the realm of reason for you to make, to meet your forever life partner or for you to really meet anyone if you're stuck inside your house and you're refusing virtual communication? Right. So we talk through those things and we figure out, are these things really aligned? And more often, you know, those are, I would say, um, exceptional cases, but right. most time people find ways that, ah, oh, that's actually not really aligned right now. I actually have a lot going on right now. It'd be really hard to, you know, for me to say, I want to manifest 10 new clients this month when, you know, I've got a toddler in his first month of school and I'm pregnant, right? It's like a little much. <laughs> so we really even have if to you of- got 10 new clients, you probably wouldn't even be able to, to do the work necessary for all of them right now. Exactly. And the truth is right. our, our subconscious protects us from that, right? Our subconscious knows when our manifestations are kind of inconvenient. And so that's one of the things we always ask in alignment, you know, what's actually inconvenient about all of your dreams coming true? And so many of us are like, oh, wow, if I had 10 more clients, it would be really hard to spend time with my kids. And I love doing that. Or it'd be really hard to right. go on a family vacation this month. And, and I love doing that. And so we really look at what would be, is this something that my subconscious is willing to make possible for, you know, because we are manifesting from that place this month or this season or this cycle. And so after a line, we do, um, we clear things. So the out. third, the third pillar is clearing. The, yep. The third pillar is clearing. Okay. And so we use hypnotherapy. We have a resident hypnotherapist, um, in our, in our school and her recordings are, you know, in our online portal and she does one session a month. And the idea really is, okay, after we figured out, you know, who we are, what that Delta is, what we want, and we've aligned that, what do we have to clear out of the way? What limiting beliefs do we have to clear out of the way in order to make this manifestation really possible in order, you know, our Maggie, my, my hypnotherapist and our resident hypnotherapist in the school of manifestation, she will always say, our subconscious will never let us see things that we're not ready to change. And so what really seriously yeah. No, wait, so wait that. Okay. That, that is blowing my mind right now because I thought the idea of hypnosis was to uncover these things in our subconscious sure. and understand them and then, you know, rewrite them. Absolutely. And in hypnosis, you know, we're not bringing up the, full library of every experience and everything that was told or said to us between the ages of zero and eight. It's impossible, okay. right? In right. one session. But every once in a while, something new pops up, right? An experience or a way of thinking or a deep-seated belief. And that mm-hmm. is because the subconscious is ready for us to see it and ready for us to heal that thing. Oh, so wait. So you're so who's controlling the subconscious then of what you're allowed to hear and what you're not allowed to hear? We are. The universe? I mean, Source? it depends on your belief, right? But um, whereas, you know, I have deep beliefs in universal energy and source, it's us, right? The subconscious is part of us. Um, and the subconscious really keeps a lot of things hush to, to protect us, right? If we heard every single, single interaction that happened to us between the age of zero and eight, I think we'd be really overwhelmed. And like, I know that Slightly. as having had a, you know... <laughs> pretty magical childhood. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're really working on things as we're ready to see them. And sometimes those are brought out, you know, through hypnotherapy sessions. Sometimes they, I find that a lot of times 
and I've been doing hypnotherapy for a long time, every once in a while I'll be in the shower, I'll be like, oh, oh my God. Or I'll be on a walk and, and it'll just hit me that I either had an experience or I have a deep-seated belief that I'm that I don't want anymore. And so one of um, wow. one of the stories that I love to tell, and I, I can't even remember if I told it on, on our first show together. I don't know, but, but I love stories. Yeah, is that I have, um, I learned in hypnotherapy and, and through my work in, in the subconscious mind that when I was six years old, I remembered, right? I suddenly remembered this particular exchange and I'm six years old and I'm a late bloomer, right? I'm all, I've always been a late bloomer who's just been trying to like outrun and outpace myself. Like I was, I was in first grade and the first tooth that I lost, I ran, it was the last day of first grade. And, you know, for those out there who don't know about teeth loss or forget, most kids lose them kindergarten, first grade, last day, first grade, I run into my teacher's room because she had a chart on the wall that had all of the people's teeth and how many they've lost. Oh no. (laughs) And I was ready, right? I had, I'm going to be on the chart. Yeah. Last day of school, she had taken down the chart. Crushed. Right. Totally crushed. So I'm a late bloomer, right? I, we know this about me. Oh my gosh. And in, in that same first grade classroom. And this was a wonderful, such a sweet teacher, like the pinnacle, like Miss Honey from the book Matilda. She was just <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> and I'm sitting there next to this kid this, and we're doing our handwriting exercises. And he looks over at my page after having slammed down the pen or pencil or whatever and being done. And he was like, wow, you're so slow. You must be stupid. Oh no. And I probably, I don't know what, I didn't do anything at the time. I just like tried to rush and finish. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know, whatever. But that I realized through hypnotherapy, and I'm sure there were other experiences that um, kind of reiterated right. that belief throughout right. my kept, life. Kept piling on to that one statement and made yeah. it through to you. It made it, that was fact, right? <sighs> Slow meant stupid. And it put me on a war path through life to being the fastest and made, making sure that God forbid anyone ever told me I was slow or that I was, they were waiting for me that, oh. that I couldn't do that. Right. And so, you know, people always ask me, how did you graduate your undergraduate degree and double major in, in three years? How did you do an international MBA and focus on finance and an internship in one year? Well, I was a woman on a mission. I was someone with a subconscious belief that literally made me feel like if I didn't do that, and by the way, no one forced me to do that. No one even really celebrated. You know, my parents were like, she did it in three years. They were like, she just seems like she really wants to get out of there. Right. (laughs) Nobody was like, do this and you'll be successful. Right. Um, And, and I just, I was on a war path with a subconscious belief that that was literally, and as kids, we believe things are life or death. Yeah. So in my subconscious, I believed that was life or death. Wow. And for sure, I catch myself all the time in my life right now trying to rush through things. But now I know oh, it's not life or death. Slowing down is not life or death. Being the first to the finish line, really, the only thing you're going to accomplish is burning yourself out. It's literally not a race. That's no one like else is racing. behind the guy going so slow in front of you, you're going to exactly. get stopped at the red light anyway. Exactly. Right. Like I was racing things that weren't, it was like, I thought I was in the Olympics and I was just like sitting on the track by myself. Right. There was no race to be had. And, you know, uncovering the subconscious belief made me understand that, okay, I'm not broken. I'm not just trying to rush through life. I truly believed that 
being first or not being called out for being slow, right? There's difference Mm -hmm. there. Right. Was a life or death situation, right? And so that is the way that, you know, we, if, if, you know, if I were me and I was looking at me as a client and, and saying something like, oh, I want to, I want to build a brand new website and rush through it. I'd be like, does that really serve us right now? Right. And I would be looking at that subconscious belief and say, that's not really an alignment. But if I, you know, instead wanted to manifest a really slow and intentional rebrand or um, execution of a product, I might say, okay, we need to do a little bit more work in our clearing sessions on the subconscious belief that slow is bad because it'll come back, you know, no matter how many mm-hmm. times you heal it, it'll, it'll keep come rearing back. its head. I know yes. it is, you know, because it's a deep seated belief, right? And mm-hmm. we really created those beliefs in order to be like loved and be safe inside this pack mentality, right? That, right. that we've been from an evolutionary perspective needed to have to stay safe. And so after clear, right, we basically have paved the way for manifestation. Um, and what I really like to talk about in that last component in that manifest part is. You mean number four, the, the, the number four, yep, pillar? the fourth okay. pillar is manifest. Yeah. And what I like to look at is, you know, we talk about in human design, we talk about your profile, which is the role that you're here to play. And so in what way will you execute this manifestation, right? If your manifestation is to be healthier, what way will that manifest? If you got healthier, would you even know it? Right. And we're trying to look at things that aren't super, you know, uh, driven by advertising capitalist numbers. Like, you know, I lost weight, but like, do I feel better? Do my clothes fit better? Is my skin clearer? Right. And so what ways would you even notice? Because a lot of times, and, and the truth is that we're all manifesting all day, every day, right? We're making things happen. We're making things come true. But the question is, isn't, it's more about, can we not control, but um, be, be aware of um, and have intention behind the things that we do manifest. And so what do we want that to look like when that happens, right? If someone wants more abundance in their bank account, is that a dollar <laughs> or is it a million dollars? Right. And then is, are you, are you saying, are you saying, and I, I think what you're saying is, Yes, I want to manifest a million dollars. Let's just use that because that sounds good. All right. Are you saying, instead of saying, I want to manifest a million dollars, are you saying, why or how will that million dollars serve you? What are you going to use that million dollars for? Yeah, in some ways. And kind of going backwards, like putting the, making the icing for the cake first. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's one way we talk about it in manifestation of like, what will you do with this? What will you do with it? Um, How will you be a steward of this manifestation? Uh, But it's also about, you know, some of us, and we see this in in human design, there's an indicator. Some of us are meant to, to manifest in a very specific way, right? Basically meant to say, I want to manifest a way to get from here to there. I'm going to manifest a Porsche Cayenne in the color chalk with this sound system and this interior, boom, 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 boom. And if it's not this, I don't want it. Right. Some of us are meant to manifest in that really intense, specific literal, way. very literal, literal. you know, this is our vision board people. These are our manifestation list people. And the more, you know, 
specific you get on your list, the sort of more powerful that manifestation is. And a lot of us who are specific manifestors will be tested, right? Maybe, you know, in front of you ends up being a Porsche Cayenne with all the interior, but it's red. It's not chalk. And Mm. basically, are you settling for that? Or it's it's this test, right? Are you settling for that? Or are you sticking to your guns? And settling for it doesn't mean it has to be wrong, right? That could be great for you. But you're signaling to the universe that, okay, when I have a list of specific things, my tendency is actually to say yes and say, okay, to 80% of what's on that list. Ooh, that's so so interesting. That from sort of an energetic cadence perspective is what we're signaling is good for, is okay for us. Energetic cadence. Love it. And on the other side of things is people who are non-specific manifestors. And people who are non-specific manifestors, it's better for them to say, well, I'd like a million dollars or better, right? I don't know how we're going to get there, but I just want that or better. Or, you know, the, in, the, in the same metaphor of, you know, trying to manifest something to get from here to there, they might manifest for themselves a free bus pass that they found on the ground. Woo, right? A free bus pass. Or they might manifest their neighbor being like, hey, I'm going away. Can you house it? Also, if you need my helicopter, it's there for you to use, <laughs> right? You know, so this non-specific manifestation is, is a little bit more of a beast because you're really operating from what your subconscious in, you know, personal sense of value is. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, there'll be days when, sure, I'd love the helicopter, but there's also days um, where the bus pass will do just fine. So you have to learn. And what I hear you saying is that through working with you and understanding your specific charting, your, 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 your type, right? Yeah. Your design, your Your design that how you manifest, you have to take that into account. For sure. So you're kind of like giving the person the things that they already have that they don't know. And this is the route you should go to get to that. Exactly. And that's where, you know, this is really the teach Amanda fish model, right? And really want to show you the best way for you to cultivate and create your process. Because I don't want to be out there saying like, hey, pay me $3,000. I'll give you three fish because that doesn't help you because you won't know if you're a specific or a non-specific. Right. And that's what you won't know if what you're trying to do is aligned or not aligned. You might be just totally doing you know, saying self-indulgent things because you think that's what you should, you know, quote, quote, should want. So Nikki, really quick question. So if, if, um, someone, if, if they're not in alignment and they go ahead, say that they do, they've decided to manifest and they're going to do it and something crazy happens and they get what they want. Right. That doesn't mean it's going to keep happening when they're not in alignment. Correct. It's yeah. not, I mean, I think that there's, there's, you know, alignment isn't an on-off switch. It's a spectrum, right? There's degrees of alignment that we're in. There are many, you know, this is something we also teach um, in the school and in human design is that there's a lot of indicators that will help you know if you're in alignment or not. And knowing those indicators and really embodying those indicators is going to help you say like, well, I just manifested something. I don't know if I really wanted it, (laughs) but- (laughs) I just, I think I did it and, you know, everybody else is cheering me on. So I guess I'm good. Right. But right. like you're feeling those icky senses that you've kind of really drilled into your body that are out of alignment. And, you know, why wouldn't you want you to have a say? 
Interesting. Right. Why wouldn't you want yourself to be the final arbiter of what's for you or not for you? We, we, we let go of that agency of that self-sovereignty so often because it's convenient. And as women, I don't have the data or the facts on this, but I would assume we do it at least twice as often as men. Mm. And so kind of removing ourselves from that, you know, when we let go of that self-sovereignty, when we let go of that agency, we remove ourselves from the entire manifestation process. process. Yeah. Right. We basically just say, well, whatever's going to happen to me is happening to me. Ah. And like, you know, they do make do right. Right. We'll just suffer. You know, I come right. from a long, long line of women who were just suffering. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm-hmm. we're not doing this anymore. You know, and so part of me and my mission is not only to help other people, but is to reverse this generational. Yeah, the genetics, curse, the genetic just, stuff that's happening yeah. through our cells through generations and generations, because we we own that stuff in ourselves, whether we like it or not. A hundred percent. And it took me so long to because I would see you know, my grandmother and my aunts or these women in my family. And I'd see them in this martyr role and being so celebrated. Right. Unfortunately, my, my grandmother, she was very, very old and ill, but she passed recently and everybody just called her this. She was this warrior woman who just did everything for everybody else. And she didn't even complain. And I was like, fuck that. She should complain. <laughs> this was awful. Right. She should have complained. Right. She should have taken something into her own hands. And so I think a lot of that is this idea that, you know, women who, who serve everyone but themselves are so celebrated in our society. Uh, Oh my gosh. That is a huge statement. We probably need to underline that and (laughs) put little stars around it because that's so true. Yeah. And it starts with agency, right? It starts with this idea that I I don't have my self-sovereignty isn't a priority. And that's what this really is, a reclamation of self-sovereignty, of your agency, of your unbelievable magical powers, right? That I 100% believe in. And I know that every single person on this earth has, but they're so dulled out by what we're told we need to do. Look at our education system. It serves, Mm -hmm. you know, even the, the people who it serves the most, the people who do the best in our education system are not the smartest. They are the most compliant. Yes. Yeah. They're the best at sitting still. They're the best at memorizing information. Yep. They're the best at following the rules. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so it's, it's really interesting to be on the precipice of this, you know, and I, I was fine at school. I was, you know, I was naturally had a lot of smart and in me and things came pretty easy to me, but they're, you know, sitting in classes where it's really, really, really hard. Um, I have ADD and it just didn't, you know, taking tests was miserable for me, but so much of that, I was never, you know, it was just a, this is what's wrong with you. Oh, if you were better at test taking, you know, we, you'd, you'd get better. Great. Right. Oh, you're better at this. And it's like, instead of well, rewriting the test or, or finding a way to give you a test to test what you had, in a different way. Yeah. We are set up right from the get-go from kindergarten curriculum to be compliant. Right. Yep. And so, and so the people in our very capitalist society are really celebrated when they're compliant. And the problem is, is that leads to this part of this toxic manifestation and this manifestation culture of just be compliant, follow my 
rules, follow my method, mm-hmm. and you will get exactly what you want. And inevitably, when you don't, you're the failure. You weren't right. compliant enough. You didn't do all the exercises well enough. And so we feel that so deep in our bone. Instead of a new paradigm where we can say, there is n- no one out there who knows better than me, that knows how to love me better than me, that knows how to celebrate me better than me, that knows how to manifest for me better than me. And so my big goal is to facilitate that journey, mm-hmm. to remind people of that, to give them the tools to learn how to fish, you know, in the, so to speak. Well, you're taking this big, gigantic, just picture like a map, right? Of the whole world. And there are, we have that in front of us. All of us have this map in front of us, right? And then what you're doing is, is, is giving us the information of all the little plot points on this map where we are best suited, what, what works for us on this map. And then you help us, this is what I think you have, and I'm, and I'm in, I'm starting the school, by the way, because I do all things. And you, um, you give us a path. We, we design the path based on the design that you are exposing to us that is already written out for us. And we go, we can pick these different paths rather than just kind of like, Hmm, I think I'll go this way because it looks better. I'll go this way because I know that person over there has this gigantic mansion over on this Island. And I want to have a mansion like that. And, and you're basically helping us find the paths that work best for us. How important is that? (laughs) The last thing we do is also we do it in community, right? This is not done in isolation. This is not done on an island. That's what you wanted. You didn't want to do it by yourself. Yeah, I was done. I didn't want to do it by myself. I wanted to be doing it. And the the power of community just amplifies it, right? Because Mm. you've got one person saying, well, I want to go do this. And the other person being like, I have like 20 people in my network who can help you do that. Yeah. And so the network effect of that just draws up the magnetism at a level that is so exciting and is so nourishing and so supporting. And, you know, there are, there are times when community gets messy and we get vulnerable and there's tears and that's okay. And there's times where it's just having, it's way more fun to celebrate people and to have other people celebrate you than to just be celebrating by yourself. Right. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, we we didn't talk about this at all. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Sorry. Sorry, mama. Um, Can you give us an example of someone fairly uh, recent that you have worked with and, and have taken them from point A to point B and it's been very gratifying for you? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So one of my favorite people in our, um, in our cohort, in our, in our school right now, um, she came into the School of Manifestation seeking partnership. She wanted a divine partner. Um, she wanted, she had, hadn't had uh, a boyfriend. She had never been married. Um, and, and she hadn't had a partner in a long time. And she was like, I'm ready. I'm doing all this work on myself. I've shifted my career. I'm now ready. So she came in with that, that manifestation, with that desire. And over the course of three months, she kind of waned in and out of that. She was like, wait, it's not really about that. It's about me. It's about me understanding what I need. How do you call in divine partnership? How do you man- How do you even write a list of what you want in a partner without knowing what you need and who you are? And what you really want. And what you really want. So she kind of like said, okay, you know what? It's not about the partner. 
let's throw the partner out the window, right? Uh-huh. Or let's back burner the partner. Okay. She did the work. She continued to do things. She was looking through things like um, one month it was develop deeper sense of community. One month it was to um, to just have like more joy and more fun in her life. And then out of nowhere in one of our sessions, she said, guys, I had the best date I've ever had last night. Mm. And I wasn't even, I wasn't trying for it. I wasn't looking for it. A friend of a friend like set us up and it was the most magical thing because I wasn't looking for someone to validate my experience. I was just being hundred percent me. And this wow. person happened to mesh with me. And you know, there's, there's no like wedding bells, happy ending, you know, maybe yet. But um, what she just discovered of like, oh my gosh, here's how we do it, right? Here's what a partner can look like because we have these ideas, right? We've been modeled. Oh, partnership is what my parents look like. Well, I don't want my, the marriage my parents have, right? <laughs> partnership is what we see on television. I don't want those either. Um, partnership has to be difficult. Partnership has to mean that we're fighting, right? All these things that we were modeled as children that would be ludicrous even to name, right? That things like, Deep love means you're fighting all the time, right? With mm. so many of us, we're modeled to growing up. So we have that belief, but we don't realize we have that belief, but we just continue to get into partnerships where we are fighting all replaying, the time. Replaying the role. Yeah. And our, our our nervous systems are tired. We're like, wait, why does keep, this keep happening? Right. And so, you know, we get to basically reset and say, wow, the, the modeling I was shown isn't the end all be all. It's not binary. It's not this or that. It's there is infinite possibility. And it starts with me basically naming, which no one has ever asked me or even allowed me to do what I truly need. Wow. 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 It's so neat. I think this approach, it just makes so much sense. And I don't know, well, I do know why more people don't do it because it's a lot of work on your end, the, the charting, all of that, the numbers, understanding what these charts are. This isn't like a moving target. Like you are what you are. And then you have to interpret that, make sense of it for us that don't know what all the lines and squiggles and numbers and colors mean. And, and then you put it, you you lay it out there for us. It's hard, right? This is not easy. This isn't, first of all, this is my work love of my life. So I don't find it hard. This is where my personal inner genius has landed for this season of my life. And I feel so honored and so lucky that I not only get to do this work, but it, that it does come so naturally. Oh, it is natural because you and I were talking and I had just gotten, gotten back from Pennsylvania. I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to bring all five dogs, I'm going to have to get a van or something if I'm going to get my husband to come with me so he can stand up, go sit in the back and do work. And, and I, I think I need to manifest a van. And you're like, okay, Wendy, uh, I know your chart. You need to decide what color it is, what make and brand it is. How many years old is it? How many, you know, you've got to be so specific if you're going to manifest this band. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very interesting though. So, so much of that is really like joy. knowing it when you see it, right? Knowing success when we see it. And yeah. also, you know, letting go of this idea that we're, for so many women, we see that we're helpless, right? We're, we're see, we see zero to eight. How many Disney princesses did you see when you were zero to eight? Or, oh, damsel in distress, so helpless. And, and did like, nothing and it just fixed itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything just fixed itself. So, okay, maybe I say that I want the van, but like, I also know that if I'm just helpless, 
you know, everything will sort itself out. So getting rid of that subconscious belief that like being helpless will get you what you want because it doesn't. Right. Right. And, and it ends up just kind of creating, recreating the story in our head that, oh, I'm helpless and nobody's helping me and poor me and I'm a victim and all of that stuff. But, you know, the work is hard. It's hard to stare down the barrel of, of all of your subconscious. It's, it's a sticky icky place down there. Wow. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It can be hard, right. To kind of look in the mirror and see that. And not only see that, but like love all of those parts of you, the parts of you that just want to be helpless and the parts of you that just want things to be difficult. You know, one of my big um, subconscious limiting beliefs is my, my father is an immigrant and was an entrepreneur before he retired. And he made entrepreneurship look like the most difficult, hardest slog ever. Really? For me now as an entrepreneur, I have to rewrite that story that entrepreneurship gets to be fun and money flows extremely easily to me. And clients just come out of the woodwork that are so aligned and so ripe to hear what I have to say instead of it being like, oh, here's a hurdle and here's another hurdle. Like you don't have to convince hurdle. people and you don't have to make it difficult and you don't have to say, I have to get five clients by the end of tomorrow or, or I'll die. Right. right. I'm <laughs> like, the, like the craziest things that our subconscious really wants us to believe. Um, someone who I, who I love and, and who I follow um, on Instagram, she's an incredible coach named Simone Soul. And she posted the other day um, a post that said, lurkers are always waiting to be talked into buying from me. Like what a way to shift the context of like people are just lurking, trying to buy from me whenever I have an offer out there versus this paradigm of, right, such a paradigm shift from the old way of being like, I'm going to, and very masculine, by the way, I'm going to convince you that you have a problem and that I'm the only one who can solve it for you. Right. The sales 101, mm-hmm. create the need. Yeah. Wow. Nikki, how I love this. I love having conversations with you. So glad I wrote that email when I did <laughs> back in February of 2020, 21, I guess. Um, so do tell me and us, how do we find you? Well, you can always email me. Um, I love, I love emailing my um, with, with people all the time. So NB Nikki Braffman, NB at Nikki Braffman.com. Um, or on my website, all of my stuff is there. And again, I spend far, far, far too much time on Instagram at Nikki Braffman. Um, so any of those places are places where you can ask questions, um, become more curious. um, And it's N I K K. And I can just so people don't start putting in NIC and nothing pops up. It's N I K K I. Yes. And this school of manifestation that you are, how do, how do we even start to find that? What do we yeah, do? So you can go either to my website or um, the URL, the school of manifestation.co, not.com.co and um, read a little bit more about it. Uh, and one, you know, really what I've done is I've designed a lot of my education material to feel like a big hug. Cause that's what I oh, want it wow. to feel like, you know, I yeah. want it to feel like you get to, you get to have a deep breath here um, and feel free. There's a, a place that you guys can schedule um, explore what I do exploratory calls for free to say like, is this for me? Um, or is this not, this feels scary. <laughs> um, and instead of kind of letting it be scary, um, 
really letting it be something you're opening up into. Mm-hmm. And so we start a new school of manifestation, um, like sessions, basically we, we bring in new people every month at the beginning of the moon cycle so that they can go through the phases. Um, and so the school of manifestation, you'll do basically 12 weeks. So three times through that cycle. And then uh, you're invited to stay on as part of the alumni community, which is just a continuation of that work. We just found that when you do it in you focus really for 12 weeks uh, at the beginning of your time, um, the results are really unmatched. Wow. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to start with you all. It's ah, so cool. And then I'll be able to report back. Oh, we'll have to do another podcast. Obviously I'm here for any time you want to chat. (laughs) Thank you. Um, what do you have to leave second wind listeners, the tribe with? Any, any, any words of wisdom or a thought process or a mantra that keeps you going in your purpose? So one thing that has recently come up for me is that, is that there are these lessons, right? That keep coming up over and over and over again. And instead of me approaching them in this place of like, God, I got to fix this already, right? I've just got to fix myself. I did that again. Yeah. God damn it. I did it again. (laughs) Right. And, and to use, right. The subconscious programming and reprogramming as this, like, okay, I'm a fix all. What I've started to understand it as is I've been put on this earth to learn these lessons. Mm. And I've also been put on this earth to teach these lessons. And the more that I step into learning them in authenticity and like from a place of deep love for myself as, as a student, instead of this kind of way I used to berate myself for having to learn these lessons over and over again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the more empowered I become to teach those lessons. And so I love for all the listeners to think about, you know, what are those lessons that you feel like you are learning over and over again? And how can you approach them and yourself with like a deep sense of compassion and, and purpose, right? Wow. I have been put on this earth to learn these lessons. I've been put on this earth to shift this particular thing for my gene pool, for my genetics, for my ancestry. And I, my purpose, right? One of my deep purposes is to go out into the world and to teach everything that I'm learning as part of this process. One thing that I keep noticing is that I used to follow teachers who had all the answers and now I look for teachers and mentors um, who are very, very transparent about everything they don't know, because those are the people who are actually, I think, being truthful. Nobody knows everything. And right. so when you posit that you do, you're just, to me, signaling re- major red flags of uh, inauthenticity. Wow. That's good stuff. Nikki, as always, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I think if, if you listen to the first episode that we did, you'll understand more of the dynamics of the charting part and all that. And then when you listen to this one, how it all comes together and uh, we'll all see you in your school. I'm sure yes, because welcome. who doesn't need this? Everybody <laughs> needs this. We need this for sure. So we will revisit um, in 12 weeks. <laughs> so, and, and we'll talk about, uh, what happened and, um, I look forward to that. And Nikki, as always, thank you so much for your time 
and your information today. And um, I really appreciate it. We've had some, I've had some technical struggles to get us here and you've been very kind about that. So I really thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.